Welcome to Craft Life episode 26, Give and Take. In this episode, one of you wins a giveaway. We'll talk stash enhancement, quality versus quantity. You are invited to a hangout. And I find a reason to protest. All this coming up in this episode of Craft Life, the podcast all about living the creative life. Thanks for tuning in to episode 26 of the Craft Life podcast. This podcast is coming to you from Euless, Texas. Yes, I'm no longer in Arlington. We've moved, oh, just a few cities, not really that far. Everything's kind of kind of close together and on top of each other here in the DFW area anyway. So we're just a little bit further north. I am recording not from my permanent recording place, fingers crossed. Yes, we are still trying to get things settled in the house and I am still not in the craft room. So right now I'm sitting at the kitchen table with hard floors, hard walls, and uh, the air conditioning going. So things I believe they're sounding a bit echoey to me. So they may be sounding a bit echoey to you as well. So you can kind of anticipate some audio changes probably over the next few episodes as I try to make the transition into a room that is maybe a little bit more sound friendly. But we are very much enjoying the house. As soon as we moved, we went on vacation. Yes, the move was followed by a Vegas vacation. Um, every year, my family gets together and we do a week somewhere. Usually it is on the coast of South Carolina, but lately we've kind of been altering South Carolina beaches with other places, places that maybe everyone hasn't been to. And this year it was Las Vegas. Now Adam has family in Las Vegas, so it was kind of a double win for the two of us. We got to spend the weekends with his family, and then during the weekdays my family came out and we got to hang out with them, and it was a lot of fun. Probably one of my favorite highlights of the trip was getting to take a tour of the Grand Canyon. Now, the Grand Canyon is not that close to Las Vegas. It's definitely um, many hours drive from the city to get out to the Grand Canyon, but it was absolutely breathtaking. Pictures do not do the Grand Canyon justice. Um, we stood out looking, overlooking the canyon, and, and I snapped some pictures, and when I looked at them, I, I looked at Adam, and I said, These, this does not look like the Grand Canyon in these pictures, like you can't tell the perspective, you can't tell how big and massive that it is compared to everything else around it. So if you ever get a chance to visit the Grand Canyon, I highly recommend it. They did have plenty of places to stay and restaurants and shops and all of that good stuff at the canyon itself. So you don't have to, to go and stay in Vegas and make the drive, you can go and stay at the canyon and enjoy all of the things around there. Another one of the highlights of the trip was the mob attraction at the Tropicana Hotel. The mob attraction kind of combines live acting with um, live sets, live sets. Well, they're, they're big, they're in-person sets. They look like you're actually there, um, that you get to walk through and you get to interact with the actors as you, you sort of go through the process of, of being made 
of joining the mob. It it is it's a little more than that. Um, it is uh, a combination attraction and museum. So um, you kind of go through the the interactive part, and you also get to um, to see a lot of artifacts of the of the mob in Las Vegas because they were actually a, a very big part of the history of building the city of Las Vegas. So it was it was very interesting. Um, just a lot of really neat things that I learned that I didn't know before and, and a very fun experience. I will have a link in the show notes for this episode to a video that I found on YouTube that does a, a pretty good job of, of giving you sort of an insider's peek at what the mob attraction is about. So if you do take a trip to Las Vegas, that, that's one of the things that I would recommend going and, and having fun experiencing for yourself. But of course, the biggest highlight of the trip was getting to spend time with family. And that is something that I just can't get enough of. And it was a bonus that we got to spend time with both Adam's side of the family and my side of the family. Hopefully that's something that we can do more often. Another big thing happened while I was on vacation. If you are on Twitter or if you follow Ravelry Closer, or quite honestly, if now if you just pay attention to many major news sources, uh, you will know that while I was on vacation, the United States Olympic Committee sent a cease and desist letter to Ravelry demanding that they change the name of the Ravelympics, stating that it was in violation of their copyright. What well, That was not so much the big deal as was the language that they used in the letter calling the Ravelympics denigrating and disrespectful to the Olympic participants. Now, the Ravelympics is not something that I have had the joy of participating in quite yet. Uh, this year, it just didn't fall at a great time for me, but it is definitely something that I would enjoy participating in in the future. And as I understand it, it is an extremely popular event on Ravelry. The whole idea is to get together with knitters from all over the world and to knit along with the Olympic Games. It is meant to be a celebration of the Olympics and of enjoying the craft that we all love, knitting. Now, how that can be denigrating and disrespectful is something that I don't quite understand. And as I stated on Twitter, to me, showed a lack of education and understanding on the part of the USOC. They have since issued an apology letter, um, sort of, you know, letting us know that that we are not the disrespectful heathens that they seem to think we were originally, but that they are very much in support of knitters and hope that knitters continue to be in support of the Olympics. That is pretty much all I'm going to say about that because as of right now, it's it's kind of old news, but it did happen while I was on my Vegas vacation. And since that's what I'm talking about now, I just thought I'd throw it in. Uh, but that is pretty much what's been going on since the last time I talked to you. So I think it's time to get on with the rest of the show. The time has come, my friends, to announce the winner of the Say Anything giveaway. This announcement, I know, has been a long time coming. My original plan was to announce the winner before we moved, like last minute before we moved. I even had a small little cardboard box especially set aside for these two skeins of Plymouth Boku yarn. But, of course, that didn't happen. Yet, finally, here we are. Thankfully, time to announce the winner. Now, if you remember, the rules of this giveaway were very simple. All you had to do was go to the Craft Life group in Ravelry and share in the Say Anything giveaway thread your most embarrassing knitting moment. You could have also shared it in the comments section of the website, or you could have, like Michelle S1956, 
called in the Craft Life feedback line and left a voicemail and gotten two entries. Um, and really, what better way to to get over our embarrassing moments than to share them, than to laugh at them, and to laugh along with others about their embarrassing moments as well. So it was a lot of fun. People shared a lot of great stories. And without further ado, let me go ahead and announce the winner. I've plugged all of your stories into the random number generator. And the random number generator has spit out the winner, Sheila O'Keefe. Here is what Sheila had to say in the Ravelry group thread. I don't have any really embarrassing knitting stories. I have had to chase yarn and needles under chairs at meetings and down an airplane aisle once, but what I most worry about is my continual eyeing up of knitwear in public. I often worry that the wearer doesn't understand that I'm scoping out the sweater and not them. Sheila, thank you so much for sharing your story in the Say Anything thread. And I believe I commented that uh, that Sheila was doing the creeper knitter stare. Um, yeah, I think we've all been there. It's that you're looking at me. They're looking at my sweater. Me, sweater. I don't know. Sheila, thanks so much for sharing that. And your two skeins of Plymouth Boku yarn in color number seven is going to be on its way to you as soon as I get your address. So I'll give you a few days to hear this on the podcast. And if I don't get a message from you, then I will send you a message and we'll get that squared away. The Say Anything thread in the Ravelry Craft Life group will remain open. So if you have a crazy embarrassing knitting story that you just need to share to get off your chest, um and you're not worried about entering the giveaway, go on over there and share your story anyway, because I'm sure we would love to hear what you have to tell. So let's get on with the recent knitting and crafting news. And quite honestly, there has been a good bit of both. My most recent cast on project has been the Soroyan by Liz Abenante. Liz, my apologies if I didn't quite get that name right, but I think it's how it goes. The Soroyan is sort of a sort of a scarf slash shawl. It is maybe in its widest part, just a little bit wider than a scarf, um, but it does have tapered ends, so you can kind of wrap it just very shallowly around your shoulders like a shawl. The Soroyan pattern is based on a character from the television show Bones. Dr. Soroyan sort of um, runs the Jeffersonian research area where most of the action in the show takes place. And she is a fabulous dresser. Every time I see her in any of the shows, I, I just say, I want that outfit. And I want to be able to wear that outfit. So that was definitely sort of a pull to knit this pattern. This shawl is a fairly easy knit. It is knit from end to end. So you knit an increase section followed by a straight section and then a decrease section. Most of the body is stockinette, but it has this lovely leaf border that kind of looks like the leaves are just, just sort of hanging off the end of the shawl. It is really beautiful. It is not a difficult knit. It's definitely something I would uh, I would recommend for someone who is new to lace knitting. It's a great way to get your feet wet with lace knitting. Um, Liz is also the designer of the Traveling Woman shawl, which is a very popular shawl on Ravelry. So if that kind of gives you an idea of her, her style sensibilities. I am knitting this shawl out of a Patton's yarn, which goes by the name Jenny. And if you're not familiar with this yarn, I am not surprised. Jenny is a discontinued yarn that I happen to have a few skeins of in my stash. So it is, it's supposed to be a cotton type yarn, but it is 100% 
acrylic and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. I am at the decrease section for the Saroyan and I'm really excited. I think I have maybe three leaves left to knit. The increase section and the decrease section both contain six leaves worth of length and the middle body section is a 10 leaf length. So if that kind of gives you an idea about where I'm at. I got online this past weekend and ordered some blocking wires. So far, all of my projects have been blocked without the aid of blocking wires, and quite honestly, it's just time to get some of those. I can already tell that that, that is something I'm going to need to have at hand when it comes to blocking the Saroyan. And since I'm so close to the end, it was time to go ahead and get those ordered. And hopefully they'll be in sometime this week. I'll be watching the mail with eager anticipation. So I said we'll talk about the... The Patton's Jenny 100% acrylic, supposed to be cotton yarn. So I've been doing some, some pondering on my stash lately. Right now I'm coming up to the two years as a knitter mark. I've been knitting for almost two years. In the beginning, all yarn was was attractive to me. I was drawn to all yarn. As soon as I kind of caught the knitting bug, I would see yarn anywhere and I would say oh that's a project oh that's a project and it wasn't so much the the content it was the color and the look did it look pretty was it nice and colorful but what I have found is that over the past two years my stash has um it started with mostly acrylic yarn and it has remained mostly acrylic yarn but my love for knitting with acrylic yarn has not grown like my stash has grown um I have not made any new yarn purchases for myself for many, many months now. And as a matter of fact, when I ordered those blocking wires, I did make my first for me yarn purchase in those many months. And uh, it was for some superwash wool. What I am seeing when I look at my stash now is that it needs to be culled um, because there are many skeins that I have just picked up over the past two years that I'm looking at that are uh, single skeins. So there are only a select few projects that you can do with them. But like I said, mostly acrylic. So I think it's time to do a bit of destashing and um, not sure what I'm going to do with the yarn I'm going to destash. If you have any suggestions, any places that I might can give them to, or if, heck, if you just want some, let me know. <laughs> Leave me a comment in the show notes for this episode or in the thread on Ravelry because I have reached the point where my yarn tastes have matured, shall I say, and I am definitely leaning toward uh, more natural fibers, and my desire to knit is is, is now in with natural fibers, and um, I'm desiring to knit larger projects, which require more than, as I said, the one skein. So I've decided that quality, quantity, at this point, it's about the quality. So my focus in yarn procurement from here on out is going to be in the way of quality. Other than knitting, really my crafting has centered around things for the house. I have almost completed my fabric covered headboard for the guest room. I ran into a bit of a snafu and had to do some troubleshooting with mounting the headboard. It's on the wall, but uh, there is a significant gap between the wall and the back of the headboard. And I have used white molding to trim around the edges. So I'm getting a bit of a gap between the top of the headboard and the white molding. So it's taken me a few days to kind of just sit and ponder how I'm going to go about fixing that. I think I have a solution, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. We'll have to wait and see if it works. And I'll let you know in the next episode. I'm also in the middle of constructing a clock for the kitchen. 
Right now I have a great big empty wall sort of over the kitchen table in our kitchen and it needs a clock. And it needs a clock that matches the starburst pattern that I embroidered on that tea towel. So that is what I'm working on right now. The pieces have been cut and painted and partially assembled. I have to finish the assembly of those and uh, get the clock mounted to it. And uh, then hopefully I will have some pictures to be able to show you of my new starburst clock, which I'm really excited about. And that is pretty much all that I have been up to with the knitting and crafting lately. Now we get to the really fun part of the podcast where I invite you to a podcaster hangout. Now, what is a podcaster hangout, you say? Well, it is a time to get together with me and Laura of the Apocalyptic Diner podcast, formerly known as the Blog Like It's the End of the World podcast, and Martine of the I Make podcast. Uh, we're going to get together, we're going to chat about knitting and crafting, and probably, probably there will be some food involved, um, because who doesn't like food? This podcaster hangout is going to take place on July the 21st. Now, the way that you can participate is be at the brand new Craft Life YouTube channel. That's right, you heard me. Craft Life now has a YouTube channel. The name of the channel is Craft Life in Motion. So if you go to youtube.com slash Craft Life in Motion, you'll see the channel. Right now, there's one video, and that video is me inviting you to the podcaster hangout. What's going to happen is Laura, Martine, and I will be hosting a Google Hangout through Google Plus amongst the three of us, and this Hangout will be broadcast live on the YouTube channel. The time for the broadcast is 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 8 p.m. UK time. If you are not in one of those three time zones, it's very easy to figure out what the time will be where you live, um, but we want you to be there live. We want you interacting with us through Twitter. You can use the hashtag pod hangout or on the Ravelry groups. All three of us have dedicated Ravelry threads for the podcaster hangout. This is different than than a video podcast because it is live because we we are encouraging audience participation and we look forward to hearing what you have to say, any questions that you have that you would like us to answer, um, and any comments that you would have as well. We'll be we'll be keeping up with the Twitter hashtag Pod Hangout, and uh, we'll be we'll be reading those out live on the air. So if you want to tweet us, go ahead and tweet us there or leave us comments. We will also be doing some giveaways, so please try to catch us live for that. I will of course have links to where you can find where this is happening in your time zone in the podcast show notes at craftlifecentral.com. And I will also have a link to the blog post that I wrote uh, just kind of detailing what what this whole hangout is about. And you know what? While I'm there, I'll go ahead and put links to the iMake and the Apocalyptic Diner uh, blog posts that they did about the hangout as well. Speaking of other podcaster websites, the other day I was reading the Apocalyptic Diner blog post about the event entitled Old Hippie New Hangout, and this section caught my eye. Quote, what's going to happen in the hangout? Will there be protest songs? I doubt there will be protest songs unless Amanda's written one against the U.S. Olympic Committee's treatment of Ravelry, but Amanda, Martine, and I will chat about all things craft and food because I do love to talk about vegan food for about an hour, end quote. So of course, 
That got me thinking about a knitter's protest song. The way that the USOC initially handled the name controversy of the Ravelry Games, now formerly known as the Revolympics, is certainly protest-worthy. But if we're going to hold a protest here, let's get everything out in the open. There are plenty more serious, and of course, not so serious, things that we knitters may choose to protest. So as I was imagining what our so-called knit-in would shape up to look like, the one person most qualified to lead us in our protest, to man the megaphone, as it were, to make our demands known to the world, keep our spirits high and our needles going, was without question Brenda Dane. Brenda wrote and broadcast her Knitter's Manifesto back in 2005 in an attempt to educate the non-knitting world on just what it means to be a knitter. If you haven't heard her read this work, check out the Cast On Podcast, Episode 2. The Knitter's Manifesto starts around the 23 minute 18 second mark, but of course I encourage you to listen to the whole episode. Brenda has been encouraging us all to knit like the wind since 2005, and ultimately I think that is the one thing that remains constant as we face every protest-worthy incident that comes our way. Because drama will come and go, and people will change or not, but there will always be knitting. So inspired by Laura's notion that a protest song may be in order, and influenced by Brenda's A Knitter's Manifesto, here is the latest Craft Life song. How many times must this cable be knit before I can do it with ease? Yes, and how many rows must I put on this shawl before I can start to decrease? Yes, and how Just let the ravelers play. 
As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email treacleandink at hotmail.com. You can find show notes for this episode and all of the other episodes on the website, craftlifecentral.com. You can join the Craft Life group on Ravelry, where my name is Treacle and Ink. But if you follow me on Twitter, you need to follow Craft Life. Join me in the Podcaster Hangout on July 21st, Craft Life in Motion on YouTube. Until then, thanks so much and have a great week.